How you doing? My name is Luke Such. And I'm Scott Minema. And today we are joined by Reverend Jim Glover. Flat Jimmy <laughs> himself is in the building, folks. The most honorable Reverend oh, yeah. Flat Jimmy. <laughs> Did, Did you? Uh, would you like to add anything to that title? Um, that's quite a title. All right. Hey, morning. fair enough. We could add more words if you wanted us to. <laughs> Did you? By the way, did you come bearing any gifts? Because Christine, when she was here, she brought us gifts. Oh, epic fail. <laughs> epic fail on my part. We accept cash and food. <laughs> Especially food. <laughs> so here's, uh, here's our gift to you. Hey. Welcome, welcome to, the, uh, to the Ed Waters podcast. This is We're the delighted famous you're here. mug. I've heard Inf- about the Yeah, mug. the infamous. infamous. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, we're glad you're here. We've been looking forward to you have to you have to you. open it on air because it's so exciting for people to I listen know. to something be opened. Oh. <laughs> okay, there it is. Did yeah. you hear that sound? That's the cardboard being hey, opened. You, that's great. You've arrived, Jim. <laughs> take take the rest of the day off. All of your years have been building to this moment. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you can drop drop the mic. Just don't drop the cup. <laughs> well, anyway. Welcome. We're, uh, we wanted to spend some time with you this morning just to talk about men's ministry at Headwaters. For those that don't know you, maybe get to know you a little bit and then get to know, get become more familiar with uh, what's going on with our ministry to men here at Headwaters. And, and other things that you do. We don't have to limit it to men's ministry. You have other things on your plate. Does he? He has other things. (laughs) He does. I'll let him explain in great or little detail in whatever way he wants. I am. I am a professional announcement giver. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The king of puns. (laughs) You gonna? Did you bring any puns today, or they just do they just kind of flow for you? Well, I was gonna tell a breakfast pun this morning, but. My wife told me if I did, I would be toast. But people kept egging me oh, on. Oh man, we gotta have a know. button for that. <laughs> I got a button. Hold on. That's okay, correct. that's a familiar sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we start? Maybe tell us um, a little bit about how did how did you come to know Christ. Uh, through the faithful preaching and teaching of God's Word. Um, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York, a little town called Sempronius, a town of 600 people with more cows than people by far. And in the middle of that town was a single Baptist church. And ironically, the name of the church was Second Baptist Church of Sempronius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, irony. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, But that little church preached the gospel, and as a six-year-old, I had a Sunday school teacher named Mildred Fuller who patiently explained the gospel and encouraged me to trust Christ, and I did at a young age, and was discipled in that church and grew in my faith, and I'm really thankful for, um, you know, Mildred Fuller was uh, in her late 70s when she was my Sunday school teacher. She had a terrible marriage, an abusive husband, and she had all kinds of health issues, but she was faithful to teach her Sunday school class and love kids. So I'm just really grateful for faithful servants of the Lord and and uh, churches that preach the gospel, of hmm. course. Great, yeah. great reminder to anybody who's out there in the mundane world of faithfulness and feel like it's never going to be seen, and then 
you know, you get the chance to lead a child to the Lord and here you are decades later still following yeah. after him. So yeah. to, to all the Sunday school workers out there, keep going. It's worth it. It's worth, uh, it's worth building the kingdom of God. If I could just add one little caveat to that, when I took on my first pastorate in a little town called Harford, New York, um, she read about it in the newspaper, Mildred Fuller. <laughs> she was in a care home, and she had her family bring her to the church for my first service. So oh. she, she was 104 years old. Oh, wow. That and, is sweet. Uh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, you just never know the impact you're going to have. You know, you could be teaching a first grade class or a fifth grade class, and you just don't, you have no idea what the Lord's going to do with that and how um, the seed that you plant uh, will take root. And uh, yeah, only eternity will know. But we praise God for Mildred. Mm-hmm. So, Headwaters, you've been around here a long time. I came in August of 2002. So a little over 21 years. 21 years. All right, tell us the story of how you got to Headwaters then. Okay, I'll try and make it brief. <laughs> Do uh, you ask? I did. We're here interviewing Jim. I want to know about Jim. I was here. I remember this, but I'd like to hear it from your, it's, your it's, side of the tale. It's really a great story. I, I, love, I love telling it, actually. Um, I came to Indiana in 1995 to pastor a church in Tipton, Indiana. Tipton is south of Kokomo, uh, just north of Indianapolis. And I was there for about nine years. And during that time, our church was growing, but then people would get tired of the drive from Tipton all the way down to Indy, so they would move closer to Indianapolis. So over a period of five years, we lost nearly 100 people from our church. And um, really hard to replace that many people. And um, the leadership of the church began to think it's my fault that we weren't growing. There was a lot of tension in the church. And there was a larger church led by Don Jennings, um, who is the pastor. And I went to him for counsel and encouragement. And he uh, did a lot of interviews with my leadership and with me and so forth. And, And his counsel was, Jim, leave the church but I'll give you a recommendation. I think you're a good pastor. It's just, it's just time for you to go. So I got mad at him for telling me that. I'm <laughs> like, thanks a lot. That was no help. Because I wasn't a quitter, and I loved the church and thought we could work it out. But some events happened shortly after that that made it obvious that it was time for me to go. So on a Monday, I uh, called Don Jennings. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I said, Don... You said you'd give me a recommendation if I decided to move on, and I have, and I need your help. And he said, well, are you sitting down? <laughs> I laughed, and I said, well, yes, I am. He said, well, this morning at 10 o'clock, I was talking to my good friend, Pastor John Such in Fort Wayne, who was looking for someone to be his associate pastor, and I gave him your name. And now I'm going to call him back and say I had your permission to give him your name, and so through that amazing, uh, to me it was a miracle, um, I got in touch with John Such, and um, I still have the, the page of notes I took when I first talked to him by phone, mm-hmm. and you should see how I spelt the word Such. <laughs> yeah. Luke's probably seen that, it's all, that version. It's all been tried. 
Yeah, but that's how I came. Um, hit it off really well when I first came, fell in love with the ministry, and it's still such a joy and delight to be here. And then that's a, it's amazing just when you, you just hear all God's providence and uh, how he yeah. uses the the suffering, the hurt, the pain of going through what you went through, and yet does what only he could do and recreates mm. it yep. for good. It's so true. Yeah. Glad he did. I'm very thankful. Mm. What else do you want to tell us, Jim, about your role at Headwaters now? So you came 21 years ago as an associate pastor, and how many times have you used your line? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> Just like Walmart, we have associates. Thank you. All right. Appreciate that. Um, I've never years, heard that. You've never heard <laughs> that? No, that was the oh, first my goodness, oh. Scott. That is <laughs> dusted that one off, apparently. Yeah, I didn't right. know it had been that long. Um, okay. Uh, but your role here has changed in a variety of ways. What do you do now, and uh, what do you want to tell us about your ministries? Uh, when I first came, I was in charge of adult ministries, and so it was a joy to begin our Wednesday Night Steps Discipleship Program, uh, brought in the concept of adult Bible fellowships to our Sunday school classes, and uh, got to do a lot of preaching. Uh, when we had a Sunday night service, I got to do that. Um, um, things have morphed. Right now, my primary ministry revolves around the seniors here at Headwaters. Um, we say anyone... Not, not, not in high school. Not high school. Yeah, different seniors. <laughs> Just want to make sure we clarify there. Oh, yeah. Um, so 55 and above, we say, but it's a, it's a wonderful ministry. Uh, to help people finish well and to serve the mm -hmm. Lord faithfully. And again, I'm reminded of, of Mildred Fuller. You know, she never quit, and uh, I don't want people to quit. And so we, we call our group Legacy. We were going to call them Indy, I-N-D-Y, standing for I'm not dead yet. But <laughs> so, <laughs> somehow I didn't think that would go good, over so yeah, well. Yeah, good, good, good choice. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. <laughs> so... I also lead up the men's ministry, which has been so encouraging to see how God has blessed that ministry. We relaunched it in 2020, and so we're still in the building phase, but I have a lot to share about that. But I also help with assimilation, welcoming people to Headwaters, helping them get connected, get to lead the membership class, which is always a delight to share the ministry and the goal and vision of our church and to encourage people to get connected. And I give announcements, which I really enjoy giving them. <laughs> I will just tell you, and uh, I get a lot of feedback from the wonderful puns that I like to, to share. And people email me. So if you're listening to this oh, and you have a good one, email is... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Jim... Wait, how many notes are on a page of announcements that you give? Uh, the whole page. I'm always <laughs> astounded. Uh, Jim has a, a printout of the slides, and every single inch of the margin has some kind of thing on there that Jim and I, I, I'm baffled by the amount of care you give to announcements. I'm grateful. I, I've done announcements. I've just, I don't have uh, that sort of attention to detail for that. So I'm grateful, Jim, that, that uh, you 
grab that by the reins and run mm. with it. Whether or not the puns were there is another matter, but we'll deal with that at another time. It's an acquired taste. It sure is. <laughs> I'm still acquiring <laughs> to, to each his own. There's a lid for every pot, Jim, and there's a few of those in the room. All right. What? Uh, anything else on uh, ministries? Uh, you, I know you want to talk about men's ministry. We want to get to the conference that's coming up. I want to make sure we mention that. Um, Jubilee ladies, we did not oh, yes, speak did. about specifically. Oh. I was waiting and didn't oh, show up, yeah. Jim. That's, oh, that's why I have notes. <laughs> that's right. Just to calm any fears, I'm guessing that demographic is not frequently uh, encountering this podcast. <laughs> However, I'd be happy to be surprised. I'm sure they'll all listen because oh, yeah. I'm on. And uh, Of course, of course. Uh, they have made me an honorary Jubilee lady, and that goes on my resume. Um, so feel free to use that as Jim's title instead of right. any of the other options we gave. Well, director of Jubilee Ladies just doesn't sound <laughs> right. I'm just, just going to leave it there. Uh, Jubilee Ladies, by the way, is a ministry to the widows in our church, and they are delightful. And uh, our last event, we went to Pat Garvey's house to have dinner and airplane rides. And you should see the joy on faces of, you know... These women climbing into the planes and uh, laughing and uh, just enjoying the day. It was great. It's a wonderful group of, of ladies. My mom is, uh, we're in the process of relocating her to Fort Wayne. Lord willing, it'll happen in November, and uh, she'll be uh, another addition to your uh, Jubilee Lady. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, I, I always love, uh, so, I mean, there's many things that I love about this church. But one of the things that particularly right now I feel like is is prominent is the uh, the representation of every uh, stage of life that is present in this local body. And so I've been at places that are really, really young, trendy churches, and there's it, it's not bad. There are good things about that, but there's necessarily something missing from an older congregation. And then I've been at places in churches where – the, you know, the average age is over 50 years old. And like, there's something missing that we don't have a bunch of kids yeah. running around. And so to see that on both ends is encouraging. Our nursery is full and those who are past retirement age are here and vibrant and engaged in the ministry. That is a good and beautiful thing. To God be the glory on that. I think it's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful reality of this place. We give them all the praise. So tell us a little bit about men's ministry. You said you relaunched it in 2020. 2020. And uh, so maybe just a little bit of background there. And then uh, where we want to get to is, you know, what's going on in men's ministry? What are we, what's coming up in the fall? And Yeah, great questions. Uh, back in 2018 in the fall, I taught a steps class that was for men only. And um, during the whole class, uh, men kept saying, where where are the men's ministry events? Where's men's ministry? Because if you look in the bulletin, there would be women's ministry, Bible studies, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, uh, cookie and canvas, track and pack, conferences. I mean, it was just all this stuff that the uh, women's ministry was doing, and men's ministry was non-existent. And so uh, I'm not sure how I took the lead on this. I, I think I volunteered, um, began to meet with men to pray and to plan and, and just to envision what a men's ministry should be and could be. And so we did a survey of all the men in the church, 
and it was really an eye-opener. Hmm. Um, the number one need that men expressed that they had in their life was the need for meaningful friendships, that these men wanted mentors to show them how to, how to do life, how to parent, how to do marriage well, uh, dealing with you know, pornography and just other temptations and, and just life issues from finances to working long hours to trying to balance the pressures of um, young children and, you know, a busy life. And so we took that information and looked to scriptures, and we decided we were going to build men's ministry around a concept that we called relational discipleship. We didn't want to just give Bible classes um, because, you know, look in the Bible— Discipleship wasn't just in a classroom. Um, it was life sharing life. It was Jesus telling his disciples, follow me. Uh, Paul saying, you know, follow me as I follow after Christ. And what you see and hear in me do. So we wanted to help men move beyond casual conversations and shallow friendships to develop authentic Christian friendships where men could speak into each other's lives and have a level of accountability and a true friendship. Hmm. And so that's been the heartbeat of men's ministry. We started a Bible study, um, and we do them six weeks at a time to help men to be able to plug in. And if they their life gets busy, they can step out and then step back in. But these Bible studies, we have, we, we always start with... Um, time of worship and singing. I always tell a pun, too, which is one of the highlights of the evening. Really what everyone comes for, yeah. <laughs> I, I get a lot of... We have a lot of fun with that. Anyway, uh, after that, we have a 30-minute lesson, and then we spend 45 minutes in what we call table groups, led by a table group leader. And those groups, the mission of those groups is ESPN. And E stands for Engage where the men get to really, you know, get to know each other, connect with each other. S stands for Scripture, where you have Christ-centered, you know, Bible-focused conversations. P stands for prayer. The men learn to care for each other and pray for each other. And then N stands for next step. We want to encourage the men in our groups to take the next step of obedience. And so it's a very active mindset we encourage the men to have. And uh, really, it's life-sharing life in those table groups. And I will tell you, it's exciting because we start at 7 o'clock. Men will show up at 6.30. They'll come early. We'll do our study, and I'll, I'll end about 8.25 or so. And I always tell them, okay, your table group leader is going to you know, close in prayer at your table. But just because we've closed in prayer doesn't mean you have to rush out. Feel free to stay. And I always tell them, you know, we have to be out before midnight or we have to pay another day's rent. And, of course, I've used that so many times, they're sick of it. But, <laughs> but now when I say, I always say, hey, you know, just because we pray doesn't mean you have to rush out. Just as long as we're out before, and then all the men will yell, midnight. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. But what's great is that even though we end at 8.25, 8.30, uh, men will stay till about 9 o'clock, and then when I walk into the parking lot, there's men standing around in the parking lot still talking. 
And for us as the leadership team of men's ministry, we think that is, that's a sign of real success. We've accomplished this idea of men connecting and just really encouraging each other in their faith and faithfulness to Christ. So you mentioned men's conference. You mentioned, uh, so we want to talk a little bit about that, but you also mentioned the six-week Bible studies. So what, right now, what is, what are you guys studying? Uh, Tonight we finish up uh, lies that men believe that sound like the truth. It comes from a book called The Gospel According to Satan (laughs) by uh, Jared uh, Wilson, I believe is the last name. Um, It's just the way that Satan uh, distorts biblical truth in key areas. And so um, tonight, um, I'm trying to think of the lie we're doing. Um, This will probably come out after this. So it it really, uh, you're not... not doing any promotional that's uh, that's good to know fair enough that's yeah. why i have notes usually <laughs> <laughs> happy to happy to help uh, but um i think it's let go and let god we need mm. to let go and let god mm. and so it's a it's a key area yeah kind of a so looking at the lie be, behind a passive view of sanctification exactly yeah yep. yeah mm. so um this, this you mentioned this will be the sixth week this is the last week then is there a break well, the way we uh, lay it out is we have four Bible studies, two in the from January to spring, two in the fall from August to November, um, and then we do a summer book study in uh, small groups. So um, what we try to do is we have our study, and then we have an event that leads into our next study. So we'll finish our study, but then next weekend is our... A men's conference. Oh, okay. So that's the event that is coming up. Well, tell us a little bit about it. Uh, we're very excited. It's called the Man Up Men's Conference, and it's our first one, really, at Headwaters Church. Um, Friday night, we're going to gather. We're going to have a great meal together. Uh, we're going to have some fun events, and then um, we're going to worship in song. We have a great worship team that's going to be leading us in worship And then Pastor John is going to challenge us from 1 Corinthians 16, the verses that talk about, you know, stand firm, act like a man, um, let everything be done in love. Um, Looking forward to that. So it'll be a a rally and a time of real encouragement. And then we're going to come back Saturday morning. We'll have breakfast together. We'll worship and song. And then we're going to have workshops that the men can choose from. And we're just really glad to have Luke leading a great workshop. I'll be there. On sin, suffering, and the sovereignty of God. And I don't know what he's going to do with all the time he'll have left over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys tried to add Satan into that title. I was like, you know, I think we should probably take that one out. I think I've got enough. I don't know what's going on here. Did you say, get thee behind me, Satan? Uh, uh, I don't think I did. Uh, no. Okay. It, it was over email. <laughs> But that'll be a great workshop for the men. Um, Steve Dussault is doing a great one, um, building a missional marriage. Uh, Tom Clothier is doing a a wonderful on um, how to get the most out of your daily devotions. And uh, Eric Potter is doing one, how what you must get right to get the gospel right. And it's about sharing the gospel 
with others and making sure you're doing it well. These workshops are just going to be so encouraging. We're also doing an axe throwing event. and uh, What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I see no downsides. This is just all wins everywhere. Yeah. We weren't sure where to do that. I suggested we set it up like um, cornhole where you, you know, men throw each other. But oh, God. That didn't. That and got, that probably got voted down that pretty got, quick. That got yeah. chopped. Yeah. That, that oh. really did. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> No, no, no. I can't no. take it anymore. No, no. <laughs> but we but it's exciting because we have the we tried this before and we we tried to fudge the equipment and it didn't go so well. But this time we have real throwing axes. I have tried them out. Targets. They do work. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They are. So, it'll be a great time uh for the men. I mean, you know, men this is for men of all ages and um it'll be a, a time of just connecting with other men and being encouraged in the faith. Hmm. And, you know, there's something special when men get together with just men. Um, ABFs are great, um, but when men get alone with other men and they're serious about pursuing the Lord and focused on the Scriptures, it's really powerful. And when there's connection where men can actually speak into each other's lives, it really is like the Scripture says, iron sharpening iron so this event is really going to be special. I think God's going to use it in a really great way to build the lives of men. How can you sign up for it? Let's go ahead and just complete your promotional yep. material here. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's no There's no more. <laughs> um, you can sign up um, Sunday morning in person at the tent that you'll see in the foyer gym. Yeah, you would set up a tent, by the way. <laughs> a tent. We... We were we wanted to have barbecue grills too. <laughs> so so there's a tent that's going to be set up in the foyer on Sunday. Yes, there has okay. been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. but it okay. will continue. We're very intent on signing no 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 no, no, yes. no no yeah don't go there. <laughs> and but there won't be a barbecue grill. Sadly, no. Okay, you can also sign up at planning center. You can sign up on planning yes. center. Yes. Great. Yeah. So. We've got a lot of men that are involved in men's ministry, continues Mm -hmm. to grow. But there's a lot of men that, for one reason or another, haven't plugged into men's ministry, maybe because they didn't know, maybe because, you know, they're not interested. But what would you say to one of our men who, or all of our men, right, who aren't involved in men's ministry? Why should I, you know, why should I take a Friday and a Half a day Saturday, Friday night, and half a day Saturday, Saturday, and come to the uh, men's conference. Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think, that without a doubt, that men grow best in the context of relationships with other men. Um, we, when we're isolated, which is, I think, there's two obstacles in a man's spiritual life. One is individualism, where you are. You're friendly to people, but you keep them at an arm's length. There's a distance. So you have casual conversations. You have shallow friendships. But people don't really know the real you, and they don't really speak into your life. And as a result, the second thing comes from that. From that individualism comes isolation. When life gets hard, women tend to lean into each other and, and share their needs and Men do the opposite. When we get in trouble, we tend to clam up and walk away and isolate. 
And those two things are just really deadly to our spiritual lives. We need the encouragement of other believers. We need that support. Like Jonathan gave to David, you know, he came along and encouraged David in those down times. Um, And we need to be investing our lives in others. So men's ministry is simply a time for men to get serious about their relationship with Christ and commitment to other brothers in Christ. And so I think this men's conference, the men's Bible study, and other events in ministry, we want the men's ministry to grow. <clears throat> but I think it will be, uh, it's it's just so encouraging to see what it's done in the lives of men, and men of all ages, by the way. But there's just something special about a young uh, father sitting at a table with a grandfather and being able to talk about struggles that mm. the grandfather's already been through. and uh, has some godly wisdom to share. So I just want to encourage men, it's worth the effort. I know your life is busy. I know there's a lot of commitments that you have, but you'll be really blessed. It'll be well worth your time. So bring your sons, bring your grandsons. This event, the men's event is for, you know, high schoolers we, we would gladly welcome. Uh, we daycare probably wouldn't work so well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Anything else we want to cover here? We're right at about our time. Closing well, thoughts. Yeah, we'll give you the last word. Jim, what do you what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm just so thankful I got a podcast mug because I've I've heard from you know John Daymeyer saying no one else should get a mug. <laughs> Christine got a mug, so I'm glad I got mugged on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we'll end it there. Uh,